610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Just an hour left here on After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. James, Nick, Dusty with you as always after a Chiefs game. Uh, thanks for tagging along. 913-586-7610. Dan and KCK chimes in. Hi, Dusty. MBS slamming his helmet after the game. Chiefs were wearing the Eagles down in the running game. The defense will be great versus the Raiders, but Chiefs need three or four plays on offense too. Take care. Um, playoffs when real season starts, different seasons daily is definition of insanity meltdown for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know what's going on. It's, Hey man, uh, you might want to go to, uh, one of those storage places and ask for some boxes because, uh, you are soon, uh, but surely about to be exiting our building because, when you go when you go off on a reporter like that, like he, I've never seen that before. Like him, I've seen obviously people go off on reporters, but Staley reacting the way that he did, he's like, you can stop asking that question. Like that reporter's like, okay, well. And again, I don't follow the Los uh, Los Angeles Chargers media, but maybe that guy just has consistently asked that question. Like, are you okay with the defense? Because uh, I will tell you this: the Chargers defense is horrendous, and he's a defensive coach, correct? And they brought him in because he could sure up one side of the ball while Justin Herbert could. Sure up the other side, Correct. and it's not working. Um, we teased the break with, I think there's only one team that's being the Kansas City Chiefs this year, in my opinion, and that team is the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't think Detroit beat you. Um, I know you lost the game 21-22 to to the Detroit Lions, but they scored 14 points, and you gave them a touchdown, and you had four drops in that game, four, one of which was a pick six. That was a game in which the Kansas City Chiefs beat themselves, and... If you want to put a little bit of padding on that take, they didn't have two of their best players. They didn't have Chris Jones. They didn't have Travis Kelsey. And they still lost by one point. Um, and again, drops were the issue. The Chiefs beat themselves right. in that game. The Chiefs offense outscored the Lions offense. Correct. They beat themselves in that game. There's no question in my mind that was it. I didn't see anything in that game where I was like, you know what? We just got torched by Amara St. Brown. You know what? We just got torched by Jameer Gibbs. We got torched by Jared Goff. No. You beat yourselves. You move on when you lose, what, 24 to 9 to Denver? You had five turnovers. They had one. You turn the ball over on a net of four times to them. And I think I'm pretty sure MBS had a fumble in that game. Uh, just not a good year for him in general when it comes to the fan base or moving forward, I would assume. Uh, that That is brutal. Uh, but again, Denver had five turnovers. And you turn the ball over in deep territory. Right, you fumbled it, you threw interceptions, you lost time of possession, and you gave Denver the ball in very, very good situations and scenarios where they didn't have to do anything. It wasn't like Russell Wilson went out there and threw it 26 times for 310 yards and four touchdowns. That's not who beat you. You beat yourselves with five turnovers. You're not going to be able to do that. And in the third one, that was the last that was last night. That was more than number 11 dropping a go-ahead touchdown or a game-tying touchdown at the end of the game. It was more than that. Mahomes threw a bad pick. Travis Kelsey had a fumble. The coaching staff didn't adjust to the adjusted in the second half. And, I mean, you went from having 
a defense where Jalen Hurts was, what was he, four for five in the first half for 46 yards or so and got sacked And one of them times, was a chunk play, too. Right? And, you know, you saw how they adjusted. When Jalen Hurts had that untouched touchdown, he knew exactly what was coming. Because mm-hmm. I looked at a buddy of mine when we were watching the game, and he looked at me, and he just goes, Spags just got got. Because Jalen Hurts saw that play. Jason Kelsey saw that play, and the blitz was coming from the left side. They switched it to a QB take up the middle on the right side, and he walked right in. They adjusted. You didn't. You beat yourself last night. Your star tight end fumbled. Your star wide receiver threw a uh, quarterback through a interception in the end zone, and you dropped a big play at the end of the game for a first down. You dropped another big drop for the first down for Justin Watson's two. He had three total. MVS, again. But I didn't think out of those three losses, when I put my feet up and pulled the, you know, the chair out, I didn't sit there and go, damn, that team beat us. Like, that team beat the Chiefs. That team beat this team. They didn't beat – the Chiefs are the only team this year that have beaten themselves. They're the only team that hasn't lost. They've lost, but they're they're losing because it's a self-inflicted wound. Right, and I think that's why people are so frustrated with where the Chiefs are right now because I think it's easier to kind of accept defeat when you go out there, you play a, you play a good game, or you, even you play a bad game, but the other team just is better than you on that right. day. You know? You're like, well, you know what? They played a hell of a game. It is what it is. It happens. Let's move on. You know, it's Raider week, whatever. But that hasn't been the case in either one of their three losses. If you look at not only every single game this season, but you look at the box score and the team stats, you see that the Chiefs win the time of possession battle. They win the passing yards, the rushing yards, the first downs. Like almost every statistical category, they are better than their opponent in these three games. And yet, turnovers, penalties, drop passes. Yeah. That's what kills them. And those are all things that are in your control. And they just haven't been executing on the small things. Right. And I think that's the other thing, too, is that you're coming off of six years, I guess, five and a half. There was that year where they did the Tampa 2 where they had to revamp everything. And maybe that's it, too. Maybe there is some sort of scheme that's been developed because one team did it well and everybody else has now got it. And you've got to kind of not, you know, go dramatic and rip all the pages out of your playbook and be like, this doesn't work. This doesn't work. Screw it. Throw it in the burn burn pile. But maybe what you've got to do is, is go back in the past and think, okay, when they did this, which we've seen similar, we've seen things similar to this before. How do we get away from it? And then, you know, you see Nick and, and James, is you see the next day on Monday next week, you see on November 27th, I believe that's the day. Is that right? Probably not. Yeah, it is. You see on that Monday where it's like, here's what we saw. The Chiefs did something different. They started using these plays and this play, and they used this guy to gadget him over here, and it opened the offense to what used to be this. And and maybe that's what needs to be done because I'm with Carrington on this. We played 12 weeks of the season. This is your team unless you try to change something up. And what we've seen is they are zoning in on 87. He's not Superman anymore. We'll get into that. But that's not saying he is, you know. He's not Superman right now. And he's not David Njoku. So I'm not saying that. Those are, to me, those. And Njoku's not terrible. But I'm just saying he's not to that level. But what this offense is, is it's been either there's something that we don't know that is being detected and they're taking, you know, 
more detail to to cause a rift in the system, and the Chiefs just need to figure it out because there's a little bit of a similarity to where when they did it against the Chiefs, when they were using that two top safety spy on Mahomes, and they were just like, all right, we're just going to do this. The Chiefs took about three to four weeks to adjust, and then it was over. Right, And then it was like, oh, now Patrick Mahomes, who has always championed the bit to throw it deep and hit the home run, which he doesn't have that now, just doesn't. Maybe there's something where I trust, like we've heard Orlovsky say, and we've heard Dan and Hughes say, pay attention to detail, you know, figure it out, trust in Andy Reid, trust in Patrick Mahomes to figure it out. And once they do, all it's going to take is just a little, a little cut in the system and then they'll get in there and it'll erode it. And then you'll all of a sudden be like, okay, we can't do this anymore. Or it'll soften something up. And then that natural feeling of the offense and flow will change what that is. Or if that's it, I don't know to be determined, but at some point you might have to start taking away what's not there because it is 12 weeks and you have exactly what you have straight up. I think that the answer to that question is you need to stop the drops. I mean, plain and simple. I mean, it yeah. sounds, it sounds as, or the turnovers. Or the turnovers. But the big thing to me is, like, you look at Mahomes throwing the ball 43 times last night mm. and how many drops did they have. I mean, you get 26 drops on the season. If you can cut that down to 16 drops on the season, you know, convert 10 of those plays, that's what – I think that's what everyone's not seeing right now is that there are opportunities mm-hmm. where they have been, you know, hey, Kelsey's getting taken away on this play. This guy's open – Mahomes is getting them the ball, but it's a drop. And so we don't remember anything other than the fact that it was a drop, not that it was a well-schemed play or the guy got open or whatever it is. I mean, last night, man, I mean, the MVS, like that was was one of the more wide-open kind of plays where you absolutely burned them for a touchdown. Yeah. But he drops it. And so at the end of the year, when you look back, yeah, you remember the drop and everything, but you don't remember the fact that they overcame mm-hmm. some of the scheming things that other teams are doing against them, and you're just not converting. Right. So, I mean, really, it's it's like Danon said, it's what we've been saying. Yeah. It's like pay attention to the details and just get the little things right. I think another thing that kind of speaks volume to this team as opposed to teams in the past is that this is a team that doesn't have that offense that they've had in the past where, you know, a turnover by Mahomes in the end zone is, all right, the next drive is 15-yard run, 61-yard pass, touchdown, forgot, made up Right, for we can't it, wipe whatever. the slate so easily. Even I mean, it's it got to be meticulous. Even and, if you've given up just a field goal after you turn the ball over and they netted three points, you would see this offense turn around quickly and then re-net that to, you know, a four-point swing to where it's like, yeah, we gave up three, but we scored seven, so we come out plus four on that side. This offense doesn't have that. Now, the defense is fine. Like, we saw them – we. We saw this team score 21 points against the Dolphins, 14 for the offense, six, seven for the defense. But we saw that that team go up 21 nothing, and the game was over. Essentially, it was done. Now, it would have been nice to see more scoring, but I think the other part about this team is they don't have the home run. They don't have the electric offense, so they don't have the ability to turn the ball over two or three times in a game and make up for it immediately. They turn the ball over two or three times. They're losing time of possession. They're losing time of possession on offense as well because it takes everything like it's very methodical of how they've tried to show that they can play offense. And three, they just don't have the firepower. Well, and also I think another part of it too is that it's different offense versus defense. Like when the offense was the strength of this team for all those years and had that explosiveness and Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins and whatever, you know, they were able to go out there and you're getting a chance to score points. Where this offense has been getting 
pushed off the field so often, especially mm-hmm. in the second half when they've been sitting on leads, being a little bit more conservative, making more of those mistakes, whether it's turning the ball over, drops, whatever it is. Yeah. And you're putting your defense, who has been out there just killing it, doing a great job, but you're putting him in more situations where eventually good teams in the NFL are going to score points. And that's kind of what you saw yesterday. I mean, they had given Hertz and Sirianni fits for most of that game. And then it got to the point where it was like, hey, they had that one drive. They had that one drive where they hit the big play to Devontae Smith that, you know, right at the one-yard line, and then they punch it in. And, like, that's going to happen in the NFL. But the less chances that you give them – I mean, if your offense isn't going to be explosive, it at least needs to be what it has been for the last year or so, which is methodical, seven-minute drives – Ending in points. You just got to sharpen it up, polish it better, and just you can't turn the ball. You can't afford to turn the ball over, right? You don't have the Maserati where if you're five minutes late to your normal time to start Whatever, work, I just kick it into that next I'll year just, because right yeah, now you don't have that next you, year. You don't have it. You don't have it. Uh, coming up on the other side, there were some uh, words said and some, uh, I don't know, some feelings sh- uh, shared about one individual who uh, the end is near. You probably figure that out. This is After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. Breaking news out of the NFL, not that you care, but it is news. The NFL is expected to ban the hip drop tackle this offseason per NBC. Quote, the league has found it to occur approximately once per game. Uh, A lot of people think that's what caused Mark Andrews injuries. Maybe the same with J.K. Dobbins. Maybe other players as well. I get it. Yeah, it ain't good. It's a good move, but I mean, you know there's going to be a lot of trouble trying to enforce this and like, teach people to hit differently and everything. I mean, it's taken so long for people to try to adapt to the new rules of how you sack a quarterback without falling with your weight on them, you know? So it's going to take some time. I'm sure there's going to be some frustrating penalty calls over the next couple of years for that, but overall it's good. I mean, we want our players to stay on the field and that's, that's another thing too, Dusty. I didn't even bring this up early in the show, but you look around the NFL right now and I was going to talk about this in the best of the West and the rest, uh-huh. the best of the rest. Uh-huh. But the Chiefs, for the most part, are staying healthy at all their key positions. Yeah, I mean, and obviously that, the Nick Bolton injuries is an issue, right? But I mean, but he's they on have depth right. to yeah. be able to cover it, and he's going to be back. Yeah, Tranquil's doing all right, and all you that. You even look about like the biggest contender that you have in the AFC right now, and the Baltimore Ravens lost yeah. their second best player, right? And they are already multiple running backs in. And Odell Beckham Jr. is banged up every week. Like a lot of this game, especially mm. who wins Super Bowls and who doesn't, is keeping your stars healthy. And the Chiefs have done that for the most part. Right. And I mean, you you we you talk about this topic gets brought up every year. Somebody brings it up. Somebody has you know some sort of you know way of talking about it. But it's always the NFL is maybe not always who's the best team at the end of the year. It's who is the most healthiest team. At who's the, the healthiest? Who's rolling? You know, who's, yeah. who's getting hot at the right time, all of that. And so yeah. the thing is, is that you have all of your fire firepower, right? For the playoffs. Sure. That's what matters right now. Um, speaking of injuries and all sorts of stuff like that, um, Travis Kelsey. All right, let's have a Travis Kelsey conversation. Because I was having this conversation a few years ago. 
or I said eventually it's going to get to that point where his production will slightly deteriorate. It's going to slightly go down year after year. It's not always going to be, you know, 1,300 yards, eight touchdowns, 100 snags. Eventually that's going to drop off. And in recent as of this week, there was the article that came out and the question that I asked if he thinks about retirement and he talks about injuries and he talks about, you know, the surgeries and the pain that he's in and he's 34 years old, which is still extremely young and, and ripe. But, you know, eventually it was going to come, right? Eventually that, that, that ceiling was going to be it. And I'm not here to say that that Travis Kelsey's days of being elite at the top are over. I heard Carrington Harrison's conversation today. He used your Madden reference. He said he may not be a 99 anymore, but he's an 87, which is still, you know, legit. One of the best in the league, you know, and 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 he's 34 years old. Right. And you look at his numbers this year, right? 64 receptions leads the team by 18, not even close. Number two, Rasheed Rice should be a little bit closer in gap there, but it's not. Travis Kelsey has 641 yards receiving. He's averaging 10 yards a game, and he has five touchdowns. He had 10 one, yards a catch. Or 10 yards a catch, and he had five. And he had, has five touchdowns a year at one last night, averaging 71 yards per game, right? And the thing that sticks out to a lot of people, which is also to our comment that we had uh, in the last segment, or our, our topic that we had, he had seven catches last night for 44 yards and a touchdown. The Eagles shut him down. Yeah, seven catches. I think he had three in the in the final drive or whatever it was and, and kind of, you know, padded those stats. The week before, he had three for 14, no touchdowns. The week before that, he had six for 58, no touchdowns. And then the week before that was his last big game, 12 for 179. The week before that, nine for 124. But those are his only 200-yard games. Everything else has been mid-60s. Like, outside the 179 the 124, 69 and 67 yards were his highest games. And the one thing that I've always said and that I brought up is that um, eventually you're going to get to that day where it's, and we saw this with Greg Olson, we saw this with Jason Witten, where for seasons it was, you know, every other game was like six or seven or nine for 110 and a touchdown, and then it would be like, six for 88 and a touchdown or nine for 125. And those numbers have gone down. Now, Travis Kelsey, no secret to me or anybody where he's at in his life. I'm not saying that he's wanting to retire because, you know, marriage is around the corner. I'm not saying that he and and, and Miss Swift are going to get married. I'm not saying that. And I'm also not going to bite into your theory that he's not mentally into this season. I'll never question an athletic uh, or an athlete's mindset to a game unless they are very blunt and open and honest about it where they're like, yeah, this wasn't in the game. Especially really not somebody it. like him who has been yeah. so much into this game that he's been right. the best at his position in the history of the game. You know, like, I think that you can have that take about some younger players, some mm-hmm. people who don't have a lot of success. Like, hey, maybe if he focused more on football, he'd be a better player. But no, he's been no. the best. And it was a bye week. Let people live. Other players went on like a vacation to an exotic resort on a beach. And no one talks it's about no that. But he is 34. Uh, time is undefeated. In the NFL, we know that once you get to 31, 32, man, you're ancient. And the, the injuries add up. And the success outside of the game and having agents and having ideas of where you can go outside of it 
um, is a real thing. Do I think that Travis Kelsey is done after this year? No. Do I think he's done after next year? Probably not. Now, maybe I will say this. I will say this. If the Chiefs do, in fact, win a Super Bowl this year, I would not be shocked if he goes out that way. Now, let me talk to you. I'm not saying that he wants to retire. I think he has an idea of how he wants to, and I think there are many scenarios. But Travis Kelsey, for one, is addicted to the game. I don't think there's any secret about that. He was still chomping with people last night, pounding the field. That shows me enough that it's still there. Now, is the production there that was there a year ago, two years ago, three years ago? Probably not. But Travis Kelsey is still a dynamite weapon inside 25 yards. Like you saw the play last night. He can run that touchdown catch until he's 40. Mm -hmm. Like he can have that play all the time because it's a scheme play where they get misdirection block and then he, he whips out on the outside. And there's tons of red zone plays, I believe, that Travis Kelsey could do until he was 37, 38, 39, if he wanted. It's not going to happen. But I do believe that this is a real-world situation. I do believe that there is a successful podcast that he's a part of. I do believe that there is an A-list celebrity life that he's a part of, which equals to, you know, shows, appearances, TV, money. And none of that comes with a hit to the, to the hip. Uh, a hit, a hit to the knee, uh, a light up blindside block, screws in your ankle, whatever, you know, but I will say it makes you kind of wonder in the off season, what's more an important thing to get the replacement that will eventually be for Travis Kelsey. Cause do you really believe in Noah Gray and Blake Bell? I don't know. I don't, I don't really, I don't look, I at, think Noah Gray is pretty good, but I don't look at him and be like, he could run the Kelsey route. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's no, gonna, again, he's no, and that's not what Brock I'm doing. Bowers or I'm anything, not saying, you know? but that's what I'm saying. Like, do you go get a legitimate tight end or hope that you find one like that? Or is it more important that you go get a top notch free agent wide receiver? I think the, the answer to your question is the wide receiver. And I think it's because if you're the Chiefs, obviously you're going to respect anything that Travis decides to do when it comes to his career. Right. As should all Chiefs fans out there. It's his career. He's put in a lot of years, and he's been the best to ever do it at his position. However, I think that if you put a better team around him, yeah, it doesn't I mean, have to be like sure. that much better. But like, if you give him more weapons that's going to make him have more success, you have a better chance of him actually saying, you know what, I'm going to hold off on this retirement thing. Right. I want to give this one more go. Yeah, and again – this from the text line, you guys are full of blank on the Kelsey take. Hot garbage. Dusty, you're better than that. He just has zero help, and teams can double bracket, double slash bracket him. Stop doubting him. First year, he has had an absolute zero help on the receiving side. This is a loser take, ZC. No, it's not. And and never did I doubt him. I think we're also saying the same thing here, text yeah, line. Like I think we're saying it, but in different ways. I think we're saying, like, he is not having the yeah. same crazy production, but it's not necessarily all his fault. But he also is getting older, and it's a realistic conversation yeah. that needs to start happening. And I'm not saying that his production is going down because he's bad. I'm saying his production is going down because he's getting older and he's not the same Superman, right? So thank you for telling me that I'm better than this, and thank you for telling me it's a loser take. You can take your negative energy and go elsewhere. I can tell you that. That's that's a fair assumption, and and I don't I don't give a rip if you're mad at me for that. But this is not where my conversation is. My conversation is get it through your head 
that the NFL is a tough sport and that people get older and their production's not always going to be 124 yards. Travis Kelsey back in the day probably can break off that bracket three or four times a game. Maybe not so much more. He's 34. Is there lack of help on the offensive side? 1,000%. Last year, Juju Smith-Schuster didn't play in a couple games, and he had to be the only guy out there, and he was. Everybody else that's on this team was on that team last year, and he was better than that last year. The guys, he, he looked like he got hit last night and jogged off the field and, and grimaced in pain. Mm-hmm. Taxing injuries will pay off to that. And again, he may not be Superman, right? But I'm not saying that he's just always going to be Clark Kent. He just might not be Superman as much as he has been in the past. So again, negative energy, that's fine. You can disagree with this. You can be in a hateful mode. But I'm telling you, eventually this was going to come. The, the, the regression in the superstar level was going to go down. And I'm not upset with it. I think they'll figure out ways to get him in open space more often than not. But again, like, it is what it is, it's, man. It, and right. you have to think about the future when it comes to somebody like this. Again, I want to be perfectly clear. I do not think that he is significantly falling off to a level of, oh, he's only good for three catches a game for 20 yards and a touchdown. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that there is eventually going to be a time where you're going to have to realize that the 125 and eight catches a game ain't there anymore, but is six for 75 and a touchdown. And can that be dominant? 1000%. And the other side of that is if this is a serious conversation where he's like, you know what, there's other things that I might want to get into and my health is a concern and I know where I'm at in my career and I'm happy with what I've done, then yes. But if that's not the case, then it is. Here's what it is. I'll tell you this right now, right? Just prepare yourself for it. Nelly Furtado had a great song. Good things come to an end. I'm not saying that it's over now, but 2025, you might not see 87 out there. I think it's just, you know, it's it's not something where we're sitting on here and we're saying that, you know, he's washed, he's fallen off a cliff or anything like that. Like we've seen right. with a lot of guys his age, especially at his position, which is a physically taxing position. No, you just go look at his pro football reference page. You can see the stats are slightly worse than what they have been. Sure. And so we're not saying he's washed. We're not saying that, you know, the sky is falling. Like it's, it's over for Travis Kelsey. Of course not. He's still the best player on this team outside of Patrick Mahomes. He's still the best tight end in the NFL. But all I'm saying is that you start hearing these kind of rumblings. And I don't think that it's anything that he's made his mind up of, or even has any idea of when it's going to happen. But he's going to do what's best for him at the right time. I just think it's it's important to, like, open your eyes and not be so naive that, hey, when your play does start declining a little bit yeah. and you're starting to get up in age and maybe that pain is feeling a little bit worse every day when you get out of bed, you start thinking about retirement a little bit more. Yeah. Dusty, keep your negative energy text line. Also, Dusty gives extremely negative takes about popular Chiefs players. I see what your texts are throughout the day. You're clearly not happy with this take. It's not negative. It's just realistic. And if realistic is too negative for you, I'm sorry. But, hey, it is what it is. Negative would be like, oh, man, this sucks. He's been terrible. Oh, can't do this, whatever. Either way, um, sorry that I, that you're upset with me. But I promise you, we'll move on to Raider Week, and maybe you can get a little bit more positive lifestyle in your in your swag this evening. You're listening to After Hours of 610 Sports Radio.
Text line chimes in the 646. Facts are facts. The first two games, Kelsey was missing, limited, and we couldn't score. Next four, he was healthy, and we were humming. In the ankle injury in Minnesota, since then, we haven't scored a lick. He is struggling with acceleration and change of direction. That, the other double team, and there's no wonder everyone looks off. No, I mean, look, am I here to say that he needs help around him? Absolutely. Would that work? 1,000%. Would it make things a little bit easier on the offense? Yes. But what I'm saying is that he's no longer, you know, I don't think he's for 15 to 16 games is he, you know, the almighty. Like, you're going to need to put something around him. You're also, the other part of that conversation was, you're also going to have to think about the replacement. Like, you're going to have to think about somebody to come in. And I know that Binkley's wish and my wish is to somehow find somebody where they're going to draft Brock Bowers in the top 10 and be like, hey, man, nine, you know, here's, here's, here, here's, you know, the ninth pick. We'll give you our first, our third, and our fourth, and we'll give you next year, you know, whatever. Do what you got to do to get somebody like that. But it is what it is. But it's move on, right? Let's move on. It's a short week. Monday night, you got to travel. Tough week. Got to go all the way to, to Vegas after you just played at home. Had a bye week. But it is Raider week, right? We know one thing is certain. The Raiders and the Chiefs, no love loss, right? The other thing is, is Patrick Mahomes hasn't lost back-to-back games since the 2021 season. And that was in weeks two and three. We remember the audio we played for you when they lost, and they said, hey, are you going to make, is this going to carry over? You know, it won't. And Patrick Mahomes walked off. Just take your loss against Philadelphia and move on, right? Again, I told you earlier tonight, I don't think there's any other team that's beaten the Chiefs other than the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are the only team that have beaten the Chiefs this year. And you could say, ah, you know what? The offense is bad. Other teams, you know, picked up on it. Defensively, they scheme better. Whatever it may be. But the other thing about it, too, is just take the loss, right? You're 7-3. and You're in second place in the AFC. Baltimore still has to play the remaining of their schedule. They don't even have a tight end right now. I mean, they do, but they don't have Mark Andrews. They've got injuries on defense, and they still got to go through their their schedule, right? The Raiders, eh, right? They beat the Giants. They beat the Jets. All was great. They they hung out with the Miami Dolphins. They played okay. Miami still won that game. They lost on the road. To me, that looked like the little bit of a magic was wearing off. Just don't let this loss linger. That's what I'll really be concerned. And that's the only concern I have is don't let a loss like this to Philadelphia carry over on a short week, be the veteran team, be the pro team that you are, the polished franchise that you are, take the loss, learn from it, go beat a Raiders team that you know that you're more superior than, you know that you're better than, and just don't, you know, don't let the Raiders try to piss you off. Because this is a classic matchup for the Raiders, in my right, opinion. Right. They know you're down. They know you're struggling. They know you don't have a trusted wide receiver, and they know that Travis Kelsey's probably getting more and more frustrated, and they're going to do what they can to get to him. They know the right tackle issue is, is not strong, which Juan Taylor obviously still making the same mistakes in week 12 or week 13, and you got Max Crosby. You know what he is. You know what he's going to do. But you're playing Aiden O'Connell, right? right? You're, you're playing a rookie quarterback. Who's Go make him look like, like a rookie quarterback. Go shut down Devontae Adams. Just win the game. And just win the game. I mean – you know, go out there, do some things on offense that give yourself a little bit more continuity. Correct. And move forward. Because that's the only amount of concern that I would have is if 
Obviously, they lose back-to-back games. My biggest concern would be, like, this team is clearly frustrated. There's clearly a rift going on in the kind of the attitude and the mantra of the team. But, again, you're better than Vegas. You can bury Vegas. You can continue your lead in the AFC West. And you don't have to worry about, well, they lost. Denver won again. They're right on their tails. Like, here we go. Just take the loss from Philadelphia, move on, and let it be. Brandon, go ahead. You're on the show. Hey, man, listen, I, I got the solution, okay? And, and I tried to tell CDOT this last year, and they laughed at me. And I know it's a year later, but I can tell you right now, I got the idea, the free agent they need to sign. Don't say Antonio uh, Brown. He, Don't say Antonio four, Brown. Not Antonio Brown. He's playing competitive basketball right now. I've seen his highlights online. His son goes to Missouri State, so he would love to live in Kansas City and be that close to his son. They need to sign Terrell Owens. He he can still run a 4-4 four, four as of 2018, probably a 4-6 right now. Yeah. I, I guarantee you if we had Terrell Owens last night, we would have won the ball game. I have no doubt in my mind T.O. can still play at a high level, 100%. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I mean, wish in one hand and do the other in the other. And that, wasn't feels a, fast. that wasn't a serious conversation. Yeah. No. no. T.O. might look to part. T.O.'s 50, dude. Yeah. T.O. might look the part. He might be able to be a representative as a backup in a flag football team in the Olympics. But come on, man. I appreciate the phone call, and I appreciate the hunger to get that take off, but that ain't happening. This is After Hours. We wrap this up. Uh, We wish you a happy Thanksgiving. We'll give you the schedule the rest of the week. James, Nick Price, Dusty Lagos with you here on After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. You know who the Chiefs should go get? Megatron. I bet he could still play football. Dude, I'm telling you, Jerry Rice is still out there. Yeah. Go give Dwayne Bow a call. Bring him back. That seems like that commercial. Is it? Is it Tostitos or whatever where it's like Emmett Smith like, says he can get back in the game? Yeah, yeah. And then he's asleep on the sidelines? Yeah. Look, I have no idea, no, no doubt that T.O. is an athletic freak, and this is all I'm going to say about this. But, man... You see what it looks like when people take like a year off the NFL. Right. Like Le'Veon. When you see like 27-year-olds yeah. take a year off the NFL. Like Cal Ridley finally looked normal this past week. And he took a, he had a year off. Mm-hmm. Like you saw Le'Veon Bell, right, a year and a half off. Deshaun Watson still doesn't look like the same quarterback mm-hmm. that he ever was and still is out for the season. Like he's not used to the bang-bang plays and got hurt. He's out, shoulder injury, surgery. Done. Done. But yeah. Um. So Thanksgiving coming up, you got uh, mm-hmm. you got big plans. Gonna be with the fam. Gonna be with the fam. You know. Yeah. Gonna be doing you know this time of the year. Uh, you know, there's a lot of bouncing around. Like my parents live on the plaza now. Ooh. So I think we're gonna go over to my grandparents' house. Uh, Papa Bill doing much better, by the way. Love to hear. Shout it. out. Yeah. Um. But we're going to go over there, have probably the early dinner or whatever, and then go see the Plaza Lights. I've never seen the Plaza Lights in person before. Nice. Yeah. And you have a place to see them from, or do you have to go down to the street and watch it? Well, so they're, like, on the north side, uh, kind of like Ocean Prime-ish, you yeah, know? Yeah, 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 Where Travis Kelsey has all his date nights. Um, that's why he's been bad this year. Yeah, right. That's that's it. It's the distraction. Too much prime and dates. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, but so uh, I, I think we'll be able to see it from there, but we might walk down, walk around a little bit, but... Should be a good time, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just, honestly, I love Thanksgiving because it's a day where you're really not expected to do very much. 
Right. Wake up whatever time you want, eat some food all day, drink a few beers, maybe take a walk with the cousins, watch a lot of football. It's a great day. For me, when six girlfriend is bringing her daughter and our kids are going to do an Oreo gingerbread house after Thanksgiving. Are you supposed to eat those? I don't know if you actually eat the gingerbread houses. Asking for a friend. Yeah, no, because I'm not sure because I've never. you make them with like frosting, I've never eaten a gingerbread house. Oh, really? I've made some before. Do you like gingerbread? Mm. It's okay. It's too stank? Yeah. Are you a blue cheese guy? No, I'm not a blue cheese guy. Too much stank. Too much stank. Yeah. yeah. I'm a cheese connoisseur. Yeah. Love cheese. Not if it's blue for me. Otherwise, I'm all right. What's, well, the, best, a- what's the best kind of cheese? Oh, I'll give you my top three right off the cusp. All right. Yeah. Smoked Gouda. Yeah. Number one. Havarti, yeah. number two. Yeah. And then my third is like a like a smoked cheddar. Okay. Runner up, Munster. Number five, Feta. Where's Pepper Jack? Pepper Jack, I think, is just like a it's very a basic, solid cheese. It's just a basic It's pretty cheese. basic. Yeah. I do like if you go to like bars and get like the fried pepper jack balls. Yeah. You guys do those yet? Uh we have jalapeno cheese bites and they've got like some is it jalapeno. cheddar or is it the cream cheese? It no, it's like the pepper jacky, like uh it's got real like jalapenos mm. in there. And then we Jefferson's make a, is what we're talking Jefferson's. about. Two locations, Lenexa yeah, North and Kansas North City, Lenexa, come on out. Yeah. Jalapeno cheese bites. Hey, if you don't feel like cooking, you can pick up food tomorrow. My other Save thing it. about Thanksgiving, you have a pretty lovely family. They're all kind of like of course, you know, yeah. whatever. Do you go like full effort and just go like sweatpants and hoodies, or oh, yeah. do you wear like a nice shirt and pants? So my mom always gives you crap. Because your family judges you on what you wear, which I don't think they would. But like, if your family's like, really, you wore sweats and a hoodie? Like, I'll dress nice because I'm that guy. Yeah. Because um, I just I I never know when a picture's getting taken. See, we probably will take a picture, but oh, it's sure. gotten it's gotten to the point. Like my mom used to always get mad. And she she'd be like, "That's what you're wearing, oh, you know. Course. This is these pictures are going on Facebook for all of my friends. That's a mom thing, right? That's of course, yeah. Shout out Corey, but uh, you know, I think she's kind of accepted at this point. Like, mm-hmm. this is a day, especially as I've gotten older. I'm in the workforce, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a day that we just kind of let people do what they want, right? Now, is it cliche at the Price household where, like, all the dudes are watching football and all the ladies are kind of gossiping, doing yes. their thing, they don't want to be around the dudes because they have enough of them? Yeah. No, 100%. It's, uh, you know, my dad will go in and make some, you know, half-assed attempt to, like, help, and then they'll just be like, go watch football, Mike. Yeah. I like- uh, same thing with me. Mm-hmm. Same thing with my grandpa. Like, you know, so you usually – it's us sitting down watching football, hanging out all day, watching some college basketball yeah. or whatever, and then eat dinner and then just kind of chill out after that. I'm okay with this year's Thanksgiving games. Green Bay at Detroit, mm-hmm. uh, Washington at Dallas, and then San Fran, Seattle. I well, think it helps take, that Detroit's good. Yeah, I think I'm going to take all three favorites Yeah, and just do a favorite parlay. Because Detroit minus 7.5, Dallas minus 11, although Dak is terrible on Thanksgiving, 1-5. Yeah. 1 and 11 against the spread. I mean, Dak's not very good when it comes to everyone's watching his game. Mm-hmm. When and he's then in I a standalone game. We have to think the Niners are going to smash at minus seven line. Like, you have to handle mm-hmm. that, right? Yeah. Somebody said, the same person says they're going to make the gingerbread. Why make Oreo if you're not supposed to eat it? Fair enough. I just didn't know. I was just asking. I was, I, I, I just, it sits, right? You're supposed to have it be a decor. Right. But, like, how long do, can like, it do you eat sit the pumpkin seeds before? after you carve the pumpkin? Fire, by the way. I'm not a pumpkin guy. Mm. I like pumpkin bars. 
pumpkin so, bars? Yeah, some like, girl at the like, side gig made them the other day. Oh, okay. You know how, like... I thought le- you were talking about, like, a pumpkin-themed holiday bar. No, no, no. Uh, like, uh, lemon bars, but pumpkin. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, pretty, okay, yeah. pretty money. They make your, uh... Yeah, I don't know. Curl. I'm not like a big like pumpkin spice guy. What do you have to have on Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving? Yeah, what do you Mashed have to potatoes. have? Mashed potatoes. Okay. Stuffing. Yeah. Stuffing is underrated. I don't know why we don't eat stuffing outside of Thanksgiving at Christmas, but we should. I think stovetop's what I like more than anything. Like the stover stuffing, you mean? No, stovetop. Stovetop? And the red box. Yeah, that I think we're talking about the same oh, thing. Okay. I just, yeah. No, that one, that one slaps. That thing is awesome. Green, and, green bean I mean, casserole kind of gets my my toes to curl a little bit. Into green the bean casserole's all right. Uh, I honestly, I just love mashed potatoes, stuffing, uh, a little bit of corn on the cob, maybe you know, turkey, yeah. obviously. The all classics the... smothered in gravy, the whole plate. Oof. Really? Yeah. I think that's just me being like OCD. Yeah, I mean, we do more of like. It's not really like a white gravy or a brown gravy. It's like somewhere in the middle. We use like the chicken or the turkey stock for mm-hmm. it. It's pretty good. You know what I do a lot on Thanksgiving? Drink a lot of wine. Mm-hmm. A lot of wine. I want to be warm and Sheesh. luscious. Slide into your your aunt, you know? Oof. I'm just kidding. Uh, but no, everybody have a good Thanksgiving. Uh, you James. are not invited my yeah. Thanksgiving. I take every tension away from all the older <laughs> females. For James, thank you. For Nick Price, thank you again. It's the Thanksgiving season. Go out and be nice to people. Be thankful for what you have. You never know what's going to come up around the corner. So just be, you know, be one of those people. It's cool to care. Kansas City, it's going to be all right. Sky isn't falling. The doom and gloom season's not here. I'm Dusty Likens. This is After Hours. Good night, Kansas City. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats.